This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Another huge weapons package is on its way to Ukraine. President Biden made the announcement yesterday, which brings the total cost of weaponry being provided to at least $1 billion since Russia invaded three weeks ago today. But more important than the price tag is the kind of weapons that the U.S. will be providing and what it says about the current state of war. To explain all this, we're joined by NPR national security correspondent Greg Myrie. Hi, Greg. Hi, Layla. So, Greg, what kind of weapons is President Biden sending to the Ukrainians? Right. So this is the biggest package yet, $800 million. And there's three key items all considered quite urgent. One is the Javelin missile. Uh, this is We've been hearing a lot about this. These have been very effective in destroying Russian tanks, perhaps the single most potent weapon in Ukraine's arsenal. There's also the Stinger anti-aircraft missile. These are already being used to bring down low-flying Russian planes and helicopters. And again, been very effective. And one important new item, a drone, which the U.S. has not been supplying uh, to Ukraine previously. It's going to send a hundred of these drones, and they'll reportedly be a type that's so small a soldier can actually just carry it in his backpack before Mm. taking it out and using it. Okay, so with these weapons being provided in mind, what does it tell us about the way Ukrainians are fighting back the Russians? Yeah, it really shows how the Ukrainians are relying on agile, nimble, portable weapon systems. In in contrast to the Russians, who have more powerful weapons like tanks and heavy artillery guns, but they can't maneuver uh, as easily or as quickly. Now, with these missiles we've mentioned, one person... uh, Uh, puts the weapon on the shoulder, just points and shoots. Uh, This allows a small unit or even an individual to carry out an effective ambush of, say, a tank. And with the drones, the U.S. will reportedly be sending one that's formally known as the switchblade, though it's often referred to as a kamikaze drone because they don't actually fire a weapon. The soldier just uses it and guides it to the target, and then it releases an explosive charge. And and the Russians still have a a big advantage when it comes to traditional manned aircraft, but these, and these small drones won't completely close that gap. But as one official said, they are intended to deliver a punch. So let's talk about the skies over Ukraine. Ukrainian officials still calling for MiG fighter planes and for a no-fly zone. When I was in Kyiv this week, there were signs everywhere asking for NATO to close the skies. Any movement on either of these issues? Layla, no, not really. And it it really doesn't look like either uh, of these proposals will will go forward. These MiG planes uh, belong to Poland, but they're relatively small in number and they're older planes. The U.S. said it would take a lot of effort to to keep them going and keep them in service, and they probably wouldn't make a big difference. Now, the U.S. is also opposed to a no-fly zone because the first step you'd have to take would be to attack Russian air defenses on the ground or confront Russian planes planes in the sky. So the expectation would almost certainly be combat with Russia. President Biden says he's not going to let that happen. So Russia's war started three weeks ago today, as I mentioned. Ukraine has put up a huge fight. What should we be looking for next on the the battlefield? 
Layla, we seem to be at a stage where there's going to be big battles for the capital, Kiev, and other major cities, but with both sides fighting in very different ways. Uh, the Russian forces are essentially parked outside these cities. The shelling they unleash keeps getting more and more intense. Uh, they want to encircle the cities and, and pound the Ukrainians into submission. Now, the Ukrainians can't stop these artillery t- attacks, but they have been able to prevent the large Russian armored columns from entering the cities. Uh, The Ukrainians want to remain highly mobile and block all the entrance routes to the cities. And these U.S. weapons, which have been flowing and will now come in even larger quantities, are designed to do exactly that. NPR's Greg Myrie, thank you so much. My pleasure. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear, it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.